When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This week on the Danny Brown Show. Yeah, the correct way to pee is is the way to not get pee on yourself. I had sex with a guy whose dick was like this. And he... Like a shoehorn? Yeah, it was like a (laughs) shoehorn. You know, I made music before, but I've been trying to talk myself out of rapping for a really fucking long time. Uh, Me and you both. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Danny Brown Show. Sit back, relax, you already know why you make studios. It's the Danny Brown Show. We about to get live. Let's go. It's the Danny Brown Show. Sit back, relax, you already know why you make studios. It's the Danny Brown Show, we about to get live, let's go! Yo, 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 what's up, yo? It's the Danny Brown Show coming to y'all live from Austin, Texas at Wild Mate Studios. I got the booth boys with me. Oh, I forgot I got Heather with me. So we got the booth girl in the house. How you doing, Heather? I'm good. How are you, Danny? I love when you always sub in. It's always a great time when we got Heather in the house. Thank you. That's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Andy? You all right, man? What's up, baby? I'm doing good. We solo producing in here, but, you know, I'm doing what I can. I mean, we got to hold down the fort. You I'm know holding what I'm the saying? Band, I, if, if I could trust anybody to hold down the fort, it's you, bro. Hey, I appreciate you, baby. That's right. <laughs> we got Mandy Mayhem in the house. How you doing, lady? I'm good. Good. Thank you so much for coming through. Thank you. It's been a while I've been trying to get you on here, man. Yeah. I've been um, always watching you on um, TikTok and Instagram freestyling and having a great time busting <laughs> bars. You're great, man. Thank you. Because you always look like you have so much fun, man. That's one thing about um, music that, I mean, I'm starting to get back. I feel like for for a while I kind of wasn't having as much fun. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, just music in general. We were just talking about how we've been not really sleeping well. Every time I'm getting ready to release a project, I'm always, I don't know, I'm always anxiety. Because at first it wasn't really bothering me. Then I think this last week I've been having a lot of press and stuff and then, it's just starting to get to me, like, oh, shit, mm. got an album coming out. <laughs> yeah, and also people telling you so many things about yourself makes you kind of question your own existence. Yeah, I, I actually think I'm going to get off social media. I think that's mm. um, about to be my next move. I'm just probably about to just get rid of just Instagram and, I mean, just all of it and just have, like, a social media manager running my accounts or something. Just, yeah. Just, I mean, probably right before the album come out, probably do that and just, I don't know, just enjoy not seeing that shit because I, I take social media breaks sometimes i'm pretty sure you know just with you you probably get some crazy motherfuckers all the time too oh my god every day every day <laughs> every day and i'm like why is the algorithm only showing me the shitty comments or is it just that there's only hate comments like i mean at least the dick videos stopped oh shit that um, was a thing yeah yeah it wasn't just pics it was videos for a while i wonder what goes through a motherfucking mind that does that like that's like real predator behavior. Yeah. Because what do what do you think is going to come out of that? Like you know, like you just send a dick video and bitch be like, oh shit, I want that. Yeah. I don't think that's more. I mean, I get it from a woman's perspective. Well, I think I think people just want to be seen. Or, or <laughs> just like that's like that creepy behavior. That's um because motherfuckers in jail do that shit. Ah. Uh. They get. I mean, you just be so deprived, and after a while, you just whip your dick out on a CEO type shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> they can't help themselves. It's just, I don't know. They just want that um, visual stimulation, I guess. But yeah. I, don't, I don't know what you get out of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was really weird in jail at one point in time. We had, um, I was on one floor, and you can um, look through the window, and you can look down, and you can see the female side floor. Oh, wow. And they'll be in the window showing their titties and shit. Oh, shit. I mean, you had to do something to pass the time. One of my <laughs> homies got caught jacking off in the window. He got sent back to Greens. Oh. That would be the worst thing to write home to your people about, too. But yeah. I, I got sent back. I got Because, you know, when you're in Oranges, that's when you like you work in a job and shit. Right. It makes your time go faster in jail when you got shit to do besides just sitting around all day watching fucking court TV. Oh, my God. Worrying about all the shit you got going on. But then... You know, you get a job, you can work and shit, and you, you come back, you're so tired after making 35 cents an hour. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, he got oh, caught, and he had sent his ass back. So, so I want to ask you, man, when, yeah. um, when, when would you say your love for hip-hop started? Like, what was, like, the first shit you heard? You'd be like, oh, shit. I don't know. I have this memory, and it's all, like, out of order, I'm sure, but I have this memory... <laughs> Of walking down the street with a gang of kids in Toronto, and there was this one kid, Jeremy Mayhew, who I, he was so cute. Uh, he had a root sweatshirt, and he like took the bottom of the R off and the TS so that it said poo. <laughs> and I was like, he's such a badass. And so we were walking down Young Street, and he was singing, what the fuck is up in the place to be? Coming on the mic is easy, motherfucking eat. And he was like kicking homeless people. Oh, shit. He's a degenerate. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that's so cool. Even though I don't condone that now. Um, yeah, of course. I, I just felt like I was part of something. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like the bad kids. I wanted to be a bad kid. So that, like, but I definitely heard hip hop before mm -hmm. that. Like, I remember. But that's when it clicked to you when you started kicking home this motherfucker. I was like, <laughs> this is a whole different side of hip hop. I think before that it was like, you know, Rob Bass and like party stuff. Oh, yeah. Kid and Play. I think like, everybody started. My first album I ever bought was Kid and Play. Mm, uh -huh. I love Kid and Play. Like, a lot of people always try to um, look down on Kid and Play because they wasn't like the most lyrical motherfuckers, you know? Yeah. But, it was a fun time in hip hop where motherfuckers dance and shit. That's when all the elements was into it. Where people now it's just more, you know, the rapper. But you had you know the graffiti artists and the DJs mm -hmm. and the break dancers and everybody was included into the party. Like you know, it was one point in time where the rapper was like the lowest man on the tier. Yeah. So when when did you decide? I mean, figured out like, oh, I can actually do this shit. <laughs> Um, hip hop karaoke. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a party that was in Toronto where I grew up and, um, I used to go every month. So I would learn like a new song every month and they didn't have the words on the screen or whatever. You just had to know the lyrics oh, and they'd play like the B side. Um, so you was able to pick your song or it was just yeah, random? Yeah. Okay. They had a list of songs, um, the instrumentals. And so I did that for a number of years and I traveled a lot because I ran a cheerleading company and I used to coach teams in Europe and all over. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So I was in London a lot and they had that party there. And of course they had it in New York. So I would kind of do the circuit and just over the course of several years, learned all these different styles by, by learning everyone's songs. And then they had these competitions in Toronto and I won them all. I won oh, them all. That's so great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what what song did you sing? What, what, what was your first song that you picked? Uh, the very first one. So the very first one was um, Gas Face. Oh, it's so dope. Yeah, right? Gas Face, but Third Base was like one of my favorite groups as a kid, too. Yeah, but I didn't do it. Here's the thing. So I like chose that song, and then I got up on stage, and I was like, this crowd doesn't want Gas Face. Mm. They want 
push it. So I did push it instead, and I did um, some handstands and dropped into the splits <laughs> and like did my cheerleading shit, you know. And because that's what it is, it's like as a performer, you can have a thing that you want, but I think it's got to be like a commune, a communal experience. Like you're co-creating with your audience, yeah. even at karaoke. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah. So that was the first one I did, but the ones that I won the championships to was, um, um, Shoop. Okay. Yeah. Salt and pepper's your go-to, huh? Well, it's not, but I was like again the crowd, and also I like pulled out a dildo and had oh, it used wow. it as a puppet to like do the guys first, um, which I hid in my pants, obviously. And then the second one was fight the power, and I almost caused a riot because everyone just went so crazy. They were like throwing shit at the stage. It was quite fun. Um, and then the last one was slam by Onyx. Oh shit! Yeah. You were, that was a, a wide variety yeah. of, of 90s hip hop right there. <laughs> but yeah, Gas Face was the shit. That was a young MF Doom on that, man. Shout out, rest in peace to MF Doom, one yeah. of my favorite rappers ever. All right, we'll hop into some of these ex Dannys. You can always hit me up on the Danny Brown Show at Danny at the Danny Brown Show.com. That's Danny at the Danny Brown Show.com. And first up, we got Gay or Scared? Ask Danny! Hey, Danny. So my friend was 19 and still a virgin. So on his 20th birthday, the homies and I decided to get him laid, so we called the biggest slut in town. She agreed to it. Two weeks later, she tells him the bitch gave me the... Oh, two weeks later, homie tells me the bitch gave him the clap. Fast forward, he's 27 and hasn't been laid since. I asked him what's up with that. He said he thinks he might be gay. Do you think if your first experience with pussy basically burns your dick off, would it scare you away from it altogether? Peace. Shots out to the boy Josh. No, that nigga was always gay. Mm. I don't think... Um, Motherfuckers risk that. They they take that risk all the time. I don't. I don't. Are 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 you into that theory that you boring gay? It's nothing you can um, just take on. Mm, I'm. It's a spectrum. I think it's a spectrum. I don't think it's like genetic. I don't fucking know. I say if anything, shit. If 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 your first time had sex and the bitch got pregnant, she had a baby. Shit, that would have turned you gay. If anything, <laughs> You'd be like fuck this shit. I ain't trying to have no more kids. You well, know? I had a baby at seventeen, and it just made me more horny. So I don't know about that. I mean, that's from a woman's perspective. <laughs> you know, child support. Shit, shit changes when you have kids, man. Mm. You know, I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, man. All right, next up, we got Whip It Out and Pee. Hey, Danny, my friends and I got into an argument over the correct way to pee. One says when he goes to pee, he just puts his penis through the zipper hole, and my other homie said that he takes his whole penis and balls out. I only take out my penis at the urinal. We need your opinion to decide the correct way to pee at the urinal. Thanks, Mike. See, that's one thing women ain't got to worry about, urinals and shit. No. Because it'd it, it be kind of creepy sometimes. Motherfuckers be bone hawking. You be standing there. Bone hawking? Yeah, niggas be peeking. Oh. They be checking you out. Like. I would totally do that. <laughs> <laughs> you catch a motherfucker pee. I, I stare at the sky. <laughs> when I'm in the, when I'm at a urinal, I just look up at the sky. <laughs> I don't want nobody to be like, oh, this nigga bone hawking in here. But if you're looking at the sky, then they're going to be looking at you. Yeah, but I mean, you can take a peek. I ain't tripping on that. Okay. You know, you can bone hawk if you want to. It's a flag on the play, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the correct way to pee, man, would probably be to... Um, I, I I would say go for the for the full Monty, just pull your whole ass out. I mean, you should just drop your pants to your ankles. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's correct because you don't want you know. And take your shirt off. <laughs> all the slow kids at school. That's how you can find out when somebody was a little touch in school. Uh -huh. When you go to the bathroom as a kid and you just see a motherfucker whole booty out just peeing. <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, 
This motherfucker eating chalk. <laughs> this dude, this the kid that eats glue and shit. <laughs> That's amazing. But yeah, when you whip out the zipper, man, you might get a little dripping on your pants. I guess the relatable version would be what I'm wearing today yeah. is a, a onesie. That's the whole thing with women. They all wear onesies and shit. Then they all got to go take a piss at the Taco Bell. Next thing you know, you butt ass naked in the stall. Naked. That's always weird to me. I mean, I, I like the onesies. They, you know, they're aesthetically pleasing. Mm. But I always worry about wearing a onesie, going to use the bathroom and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the correct way to pee is is the way to not get pee on yourself. You got to, mm. you got to, because then, you know, having a dick is hard. I had sex with a guy whose dick was like this. And like he, a, like he had, a shoehorn? Yeah, it was like a shoehorn. <laughs> like it was really, he had a diaper. Like he put like a diaper in his underwear. And I didn't know until we were, I was like humping him and I heard this crinkling noise and I was like, what the fuck is that? That wasn't a turn off? Nothing. It's hard to turn me oh, off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Once I get going. Uh, yeah. And then he, I guess because it dribbled. And then I was like, how the fuck does he pee? Like, I don't. Wearing a diaper, man. That, that's like, man, that's like creepy activities right there, man. I don't, I don't know mm. if I can do that, man. He was a banker, too. Yeah. I don't know why that's relevant, but. Yeah, because he probably just leakage over himself or some shit. I don't know. Mm. I, I would more so think it's, it's the booty hole area that's probably a problem. <gasps> I wonder if he could put his penis in his own butthole. Maybe that's what he was doing. That's oh. how I ended up like that. Damn. Too much. Yeah. Because you know when you get a lean to the right or the left, sometimes it's from masturbation. It causes scarring tissue and it can, it can um, make it curve. Yeah, that's sad to hear. <laughs> <laughs> you got to switch it up. Next up, we got... Broke boy or stingy bitches. Hey, Danny, my girl just went on a date last night with a guy she met on the app. She she said she was feeling him in the vibes with her. When the waiter brought the check, he took it, looked at it, and then asked her to split it. They both have jobs. They're both in their late 20s. The bill was less than $70. So we all want to know what you think. Is this I don't know you yet thing or is it just stingy and broke? Piss on me, beat me sincerely, Ariana. I would say that's broke. Mm-hmm. That's stingy and broke. If you take a girl out on a date, I mean... Especially if you're the one that asks for the date. Now, if she asks you to take her out, then maybe that's, you know, I don't know you yet, bitch. I just go on dates to get free food, so I don't. That's so sad to hear. Yeah. I heard that was a thing. I mean, I, you know, I have not, I've not been a wealthy person most of my life. So there have definitely, actually, there was a time even when I said, um, a guy that I was sort of dating, if you want to come over and fuck, you're going to have to bring a bag of groceries. I, mean, I was like a single mom with a that's baby. That's like normal shit in the hood. That's like <laughs> <laughs> in the hood, a bitch be like, "You gonna have to come through." You know, you yeah. gotta look out. But um, yeah. But far as that, like um, you know, I, I just can't see myself. Um, well, I'm obviously I'm, I'm a guy, but I can't just sit around an ugly bitch for a meal. I'm pretty sure you had to be with a few toads. <laughs> just for some cheesecake factory oh it's my like God, what the fuck yeah. is going on here yeah oh my so many or hearing this motherfucker talk and he think he gonna get some and shit he getting all extra philly and shit and you like motherfucker i just came for a meal <laughs> you know what i'm saying That's oh i'm not saying i just went for the food and not the after party but like i just would like i need to eat dinner i must call someone to take me out and do so but it was always someone that i probably wanted to fuck um or something That's. That's crazy, man. I, w- I would feel really bad, man, if I had, um, I don't know if I ever been through that situation where a girl just wanted a meal out of me. Mm. But I'm not like a, um, and two, I'm, I'm, I'm not like a um, datey person. I, I, don't, I don't really like going out too much. I'm more of a um, in-home chill kind of guy. But for the most part, I don't think I really, no, I don't think I ever been through that. 
mm. situation. I mean, I probably, um, like most men do, I probably read the signs wrong. Like, oh, yeah, this bitch want me. Then you go in for well, the kill and it's I'm like, not... oh, no, nah, this, this ain't that type of party. I've, I've definitely mm. been through that mm. on, on, on uh, more than one occasion. Okay, there was a guy who was a chef in a kitchen and I definitely went to see him at the kitchen to fill, like get groceries and fill up on food and had no intention of fucking him. That's happened. Yeah. But being a chef, that's kind of like a, that's like a cool job for, I feel like, a, um, that's like a reputable be like, bitch, I can cook. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pull up. Watch this. I can whip some shit up. You know what I'm saying? Some motherfuckers don't know how to cook, man. That's like you gotta have a um, you gotta have a real mom in your life. You know what I'm yeah. saying? For a man, you know, to learn how to cook and shit. Cause if I was single, I wouldn't I wouldn't know what the fuck I'd be doing. I'd be out here living on Taco Bell and shit, man. That's not a good good look, you know? Yeah. All right. You wanna spin the wheels? Let's spin the wheels, see what we got. Baby metal. Baby metal. You like baby metal? I don't know what that is. Baby metal is this um, is this band. I don't know. I can't. I don't want to um, say it wrong. I mean, they're Asian. I don't know if they're from um, China or Japan. I don't know, but they're Asian, and they rock fucking hard, man. Like seeing, I love seeing baby. Like I, I, I watch them on YouTube, seeing their shows and shit. I can't say I'm too much in they, into their music, but seeing them live, I think, would be my thing because it's so mm. cool just to see. Two cute little girls and they fucking just rocking out to some metal and shit. Are you are you into any other genres besides rap music? Like, are you into metal and shit? Uh, I don't know about metal, but I do like a good like screamy, you know, Sex Pistols experience every once in a while. I'm house is my shit though. Oh shit! Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Five. There we go. My dad was a house DJ. So no, stop. Yeah, so I grew up listening to a lot of house music. I mean, being from Detroit in general, you get that, a lot yeah. of electronic music and shit. So My son, when he was a baby, we used to be like, who's the godfather of house music? And he would say, Frankie Knuckles. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, I love house. But yeah, I've, I've been, um, lately I've been, um, I can't say I've been listening to much rap. I've been listening to... Um, you know, I, well, I've been listening to that new Streets album. I will say mm. I really love that. Um, but he's like one of my favorite artists ever. And um, but I've been listening to Frost Children a lot. It's just um, band from them. Um, I think they're from St. Louis, but they they in New York now. Mm. And their their shit is amazing. The album actually comes out the same day as mine, which I don't give a fuck because I'm not yeah. gonna be listening to my shit. I'm gonna be listening to their shit. So that's good. Yeah, I got that to take the stress out. We were just talking about that earlier. Um, We've been just not really sleeping. Mm. Are, 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 is this because you um you're getting ready to release music and shit and you're starting to get to you a little bit? Yeah, it's um, November first. My single comes out, legendary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'm just nervous because I think you know it's one thing to be viral and get millions in, of whatever views, but there's some voice in the back of my head that's like, it's because you're a joke. <laughs> you know, like everyone no. thinks it's funny and. And and it's just gonna go. You're, it's gonna go away. And like f- having this this thing pent up in me for so long. You know, I made music before, but I've been trying to talk myself out of rapping for a really fucking long time. Me and you both. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, and I knew what was gonna come at me when I when I did it. But yeah, so I'm like, I'm scared. I'm scared. People aren't. 
I'm scared I'm going to be ignored. It's not even that people aren't going to like it or are. It's that it's going to be ignored, and then I'm like back to doing retirement home commercials and shit. No, I, I don't. I don't think I ever took what you do as a joke because you always seem so passionate about it. And I think that's the um, number one thing when it comes to doing music in general is when a person really loves what they do, mm. then eventually it's going to, um, you know, eventually it's going to show through, and you're going to always get people that that translate to. And far as like um, being in, I mean, music is not like um, anybody can have like a viral hit and they can have that one shot wonder and then they blow up and it's all down from here. Mm. Um, the best advice I ever got was from um, Master Ace. I met him one time and he told me, man, like, um, you know, it's a lot of people that blow up and they get their first song and they shoot to the sky and everything. And it's only down from there. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of people that might just, you know, it trickles. It starts off slow, but then they get this trajectory of it going up and up and up and up. And then there's some people, you know. They never really get to the top, and they never, you know, once it goes up, they just play this middle ground. Mm-hmm. And the middle ground is, like, the best spot you want to be because it's a more of a sustainable career. Mm-hmm. And I always that always plays in the back of my head, and I always think about that. And that's kind of how I played my career out for the most part, you know. I mean, I've, I've definitely had my moments where, you know, uh, certain things was more popular than others. But for the most part, I feel like I stuck to my core fan base mm-hmm. and the people that like me, you know, and just... You know, just just make sure I keep them satisfied is the only thing that really matter. Not trying to, yeah. you know, but we all you know with music, you always want to experiment more and you want to do. I mean, it's always boring to just do the same thing over and over again. And what they say, like, if, if you do the same thing and expect to get different results, you're pretty much psychotic or some yeah, shit. Yeah, it's the definition of insanity. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, at the end of the day, I try to still, you know. With every album, I try to, you know, try to take it to another level in mm. some sense. So I wouldn't worry about being ignored in some sense i feel like um you definitely have a, a market for what you do and there's going to be some you know and i feel like hip-hop is such an ageism thing yeah you know? oh and it's you know and if, and if people don't grow with it and you know because like it's hip-hop has been 50 it's 50 years old now mm-hmm. and you got some people man you know in their 30s or whatever and that's the only music they know mm-hmm. and they ain't, they can't just sit around and jam out to a 16 year old fucking singing auto-tune songs right. to them you know what i'm saying yeah, so yeah. it's an older fan base for older artists that's where i'm at with it right now you know even though i do have some younger fans and stuff that are next and that's the beauty of it too where you get these younger kids that's just now discovering you and they can grow into your shit so mm-hmm. i would say for the most part man just you're doing it out of the love for the most part so just continue to do that and everything else will play play out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I like you. you. I think you. I, I I see you have fun. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. And that's what music is supposed to be. It's supposed to right? be fun, man. It shouldn't be the stressful thing. You know. But I try not to harp on it so much at this point. I, I realize that I'm blessed. You know, and just you know, not really um, worry about the bad shit. Even though you know we get that voice in our head, and there we go. Yeah. All right. Next up, we're hopping to some would you rather's. Would you rather? First up, we got Ultimate Vision. Okay. Yo, Danny, would you rather be able to see really far or be able to see what's behind you at all times? Much love from Detroit. Joe, shouts out to the D. Mm. What would you think? Would you rather be, would you rather see really far or see behind you at all times? Really far. I don't know what's the, what, what's the gain in that though? 
Like to me, I want to see what's going on. I got to watch my back. No, no. You know what I'm saying? I'm. A, I've always lived in the future, though. I never. I don't really think too much. But about seeing the past. really far, that's not seeing in the future. That's just seeing like traffic lights ahead and shit. Yeah, but it's like a metaphor, and and I want to see like where, oh, okay. what are the options? Where am I going? Where could I possibly like? I guess if you want to look at it like that, then yeah. But if for what if for I'm taking this literally. How you saying it? I'm not taking this metaphorically. Okay. But if if we're speaking on that terms, then yeah, of course I want to see the future and not worry about my past. But if I had the ability to see what a motherfucker doing behind me mm-hmm. instead of seeing really far, because what the fuck is really far? I can't get to what's far, but a motherfucker behind me, he's right there. Right. Or a motherfucker stab you in the back. Right. Especially you if your pants shit. are all the way down, then like you really want to know yeah, what's going when on you, here. When you fool Monty at the urinal, <laughs> exactly. if you want to be able to see a motherfucker that's checking your booty out, uh-huh. you know, fuck that. I ain't trying to go with that shit. All right. Next up, we got, who's going to be Danny? Hey, Danny, in a movie, who would be casted to play Danny Brown? Bad Boys 2 era, Martin Lawrence, or 2019 Donald Glover? Or if you can think of someone better, who? And much love, Gerard. <laughs> if someone made a movie about your life, who would you want to play you? Uh, me. Well, I guess that's an easy answer. <laughs> I'm an actor. I don't want anyone taking yeah. that fucking role. It's I my role. Did I earned you had it. A, um, a TV show. I did. And you played a rapper, right? Yeah, it was called Mother. I, yeah. I played a housewife who fantasizes about being a rapper. Was that like too close to home? <laughs> I, I mean, I wrote the show. So. Oh, yeah, dope. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, 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 I wrote it. Um, I wrote it actually after coming to LA to do a show with the far side. Um, oh, wow. That was the first time I came out to LA. I met Fat Lip at Hip Hop Karaoke mm-hmm. and he invited me out to do like, an to open for them before I had my own music and um, it was such a shit show. Like people were just, the band got in this huge fight and they were... Um, far side? Yeah. They, yeah, they always they're always fights. fighting. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> it's hard being in a group, man. But Fat Lip, man, Fat Lip is, well, far side is one of my favorite groups too. I mean, coming up as a kid, yeah. a lot of people... You know, I don't know. A lot of people never made that um, connection, but I, I've got a lot of my style from Booty Brown. Ah, uh, yeah, that's like the... way my younger days. I used to. That's mm-hmm. where I got my picture. Uh-huh, I mean, okay, hey, 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 I was wondering. <laughs> I got a lot of my style. You from should. That shit. You should like drop in and do that verse for them. They're touring. Everyone but Booty Brown is on tour right now. Oh shit! Yeah, but Fat Lip's been a huge supporter of mine since the beginning. Fat Lip oh. is great, man. Hello. His um solo um project was really great too, man. What's up, Fat Lip? It's like. Yeah. One of the coolest videos I remember, man. But yeah, you know, being in a group, man, is always hard. But if I was to get somebody to play me, it would be Lakeith Stanfield. Even though motherfuckers always, um, they be saying we look alike and shit sometimes. I don't think so, you know, but um, I w- he's he's one of my favorite actors, man. He he be killing everything he's in. But I don't, um, I don't think I would want to have a movie about my life. That's not like, maybe mm. like a, a, not like a biopic type shit, but maybe like a loosely based around a scenario maybe that would be cool i feel like you should do a cartoon version that would be fun an anime yeah yeah I, but i wouldn't want to do the voiceovers no doing voiceovers is fucking hard man I, I was that was one avenue i was trying to go down for a long time and just that shit i really if i'm going in a booth and putting the headphones i rather fucking rap man Same. i get out I, you get out earlier the job is done <laughs> earlier <laughs> Just say the same line over and over and over. do it with more feeling. Motherfucker, I can do it. I, yeah. I'm I'm feeling it. That's all I can do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's hard. So acting, um, how did that come about? Are you always like, um 
Um, Did you go like acting school? Or I like? sort of. I didn't start till I was thirty five. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I wasn't pretty enough because my teeth were crooked. So stupid. So stupid. I fixed my teeth, and then I was like, okay, now I can be an actor. Um, yeah. So I was thirty five, and I had one of those experiences where everything blows up. Like I lost my business, my house, my dad died all in the same year. Oh, so and it, yeah, thanks. Um, but it, it puts things into perspective, you know, it's like that Janis Joplin line, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Yeah. It's like, I don't have a story here anymore. I, my, I, I just, I just got to do what, what brings me joy. And that's the same thing now with, with hip hop. It's like, I got to a point with acting where I literally was getting auditions for retirement home commercials. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. Like, shouldn't women in their 60s be playing women in their 60s, you fucking assholes? Oh, like, man. stop it. Um, and then I was just like, I don't know. I'm just going to do what brings me joy because at the end of the day, like, I'm the one that I have to answer to. Yeah. So, yeah. So I went to Second City. That was the first acting school I went oh, to. Oh, dope. I had a Second City in Detroit. I always wanted to... Um I wish I would have got involved in that shit when I was younger, too. Yeah. Because I had, you know, I was had like drama class in high school and shit. It was always fun to me, man. And um, when I first, like, you know, did a little acting myself, man, I realized how fucking hard that shit is, man. Yeah. Like, I really give a lot of respect <laughs> for motherfuckers that can act, man. Yeah. You know, because, like, you can just, you, and I, and I hate having that pressure on you. Because, like, with rap, you know, you, you just, it's just you. You in the booth, you fuck up, you fuck up. But, mm. When you're doing like a scene, everybody mm. hitting their marks right, then you the one that fuck. fucks up, and yeah. then everybody, we got to do this shit all over again, and yeah. it's like, fuck, you the one fucking up. I was in, I'm doing an EP right now with Keith Shockley from The Bomb Squad. That's fucking amazing. Amazing, right? So we were um, doing just like a scratch on a track that we're working on, and I, I did it like a couple different times, and I was like, why aren't you saying anything? Mm-hmm. And he's like, First of all, he said, because it's like watching a masterwork. Oh, much. yeah, that, that's props right there. I know. He was like, it's like the only people I've ever seen like this is like LL who comes in and just like hits the mark. He actually told me that Chuck takes like 35 takes to do a verse or more. He's like, yeah. he gets better as he goes. But I think being an actor for so long, I'm so used to becoming like this malleable instrument that it's like they want me to pivot and do this and that and sending like stupid direction and all kinds of shit. And I just like can do anything they ask me to at this point. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to having my own voice, that's actually been a little bit more challenging for me is to make a decision. It's like, what, what tone am I going to do it in? What, what, what pitch am I going to wrap in? So when you hear my shit, there's like I harmonize with myself because mm-hmm. there's literally different personalities in me that are coming out when I'm rapping. One's like, you know, she's like the menace and she's all like, blah, 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 or she's like singing or whatever. And then there's the other one who's like the mature woman who's down here. So um, so making choices is is hard when you're so used to being directed. It's like mm-hmm. it's been beaten into me through acting. No, that's one thing um, I learned, too, is it's it's good to have someone that gives you that direction, like a executive producer type of thing. Because when you make music, it's, you know, it's best to get as many people ideas and shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It, it works out better that way. Because a lot of times it's like you get motherfuckers that don't want to have help or, you know, just like, I know it. I know it all, you know, type shit. But I learned that, man, having help is the best thing with well, anything in life, probably, to yeah. be honest, not even just music. But I guess that's just like a men thing. 
you just fucking I can do this shit. I don't need no help from nobody, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to be asking for help and shit. But all well, right. it took time because when I first started making music, there were producers I worked with who weren't trying to help me. They just t- trying to fuck me. Sort of the way of like the whole dinner conversation we're having. <laughs> it's like they were inviting me to the the studio to have sex, and I was trying to get dinner. But you know, so it took me a while to feel comfortable. And Keith is like very respectful and it's a totally professional relationship and so i've really opened up and i want his direction obviously he's a fucking legend on yeah, top of that genius genius like, yeah. to this day that's why i always try to tell people um like making timeless music like the music they made with public enemy like those beats no one has done that shit since mm-hmm. like and it, and it was hard as, and and right now like with the equipment and software and all the shit that we have now it, it would be easier to be able to make to do that kind of production so the type of shit that they was doing with what they was doing is like, man, I pause still tapes. can't figure it out. Yeah, he was telling me about pause tapes, like yeah. how they first started, you know, and the he's been telling me a lot of interesting shit about finding samples and like samples you would never know that's what they used. Mm-hmm. It's just like one or two notes, the same way that you can do it now, just pulling the notes out yeah. automatically. They were literally going in and like recording those yeah. and then moving. Like, just... that's how you get away with not paying for sample clearances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Which is something I need to um, deal with more. Uh, I'm always getting killed over samples, but you know, I'm getting, getting more into playing them over. All right, we'll get ready to get up out of here in a minute. We'll spin the wheel one more time. Mars. Mars is the hot ass planet, right? Yeah, that's our rep. I don't know shit about a um, fucking. You know, that's why I, I, I gave up on Starfield. I don't give a fuck about fucking planets and shit like that. Like, are you into that shit? Like fucking planets and solar mm. system and all that kind of shit. When I'm really depressed, I'll watch space shit because it makes me. F- feel like I am so insignificant and none of this means anything. I guess that's a good way to look at it. Because when you see that kind of shit, you be like, oh, it's a million galaxies and this and that. <laughs> and, you, and you're going to tell me we the only motherfuckers? Yeah, of course there's some other yeah. shit going on out here, you know? Yeah. I guess I do I, I do like the that whole theory of like simulation theory and alternate universes and shit like that. I mean, I like that shit. I actually used to feel like when I was getting super drunk and shit after a hangover and shit, I was in another universe and shit. Uh (laughs) I do think that we're all like aliens from different planets. Like I was walking around this neighborhood I'm staying in here and I saw this house and it's like this minimalist kind of design that they have on the house. And I was like, I understand why someone would make that decision, but I would never do that on my own house. And I was thought like, maybe they're from a different planet than me. And that's why that like <laughs> makes sense to them. But to me, I like, I like clutter and a million plants and like all the treasures I find all over my front lawn. Yeah. But far as like Mars and shit and Pluto and Venus, it, I don't even know all the planets, Jupiter, <laughs> You know, but I, I just never was into that kind of shit, space and shit. I don't even like fucking. I did see um, Interstellar. Okay. When I was in rehab, and I was like, "Oh, this is a great movie. I should, I should, <laughs> I should watch these kind of things a little more often." Is that the one with Sandra Bullock? That's the one with Matthew McConaughey. Oh, jeez. I, I was very. Uh, I mean, obviously, I was in fucking rehab, so right. I had nothing but time. But mm. yeah, it was a great movie, man. Um, I should watch it again while I'm thinking about it. 
But that's what made me excited for Starfield. I thought it was going to be a little, I thought it was going to have some interstellar action going on in it, but it didn't, man. So fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm not just really into space. I, I like to know what's going on in my mm. world. That's just something I can't control or even have nothing. But but do you believe like motherfuckers is finding aliens and shit and not a, all the, the government's coming out like, yeah, it is UFOs and shit. We've been seeing this shit. And, yeah. And so do you believe in aliens and shit? Yes, I do. Um, I did a film called um, The Gulf of Silence uh, during COVID and it was just me in the film. It's like a fake documentary mm-hmm. and I'm playing a scientist who's a whistleblower. Um, and it was crazy cause it was a lot of improv and just like two hour script and the filmmaker like took the thing down. So it's this like underground uh, film. Someone just messaged dope. me the other day about it. Yeah. So I had dope. to learn a lot about UFOs, like all the different shapes and sizes of the crafts and like, I, I definitely believe I, I don't think that they're manned though. I don't think there's actual like life on the UFOs. I think it's oh, Steven Spielberg said this thing that he was like, I think UFOs are us from the future coming back to get data to figure out what went wrong. All right. That's a little too much. I think um it's, I think we're about done here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mandy, for coming through. It was so great to talk to you, man. It was so Thank fun, you. man. Uh, just want to wish you all the blessings in the world with your music and everything you got going on. You're so great. Thank you. Don't Sam. worry about nothing. It's gonna be easy. It's gonna be easy. All right, man. We love y'all, motherfuckers. We out. It's the Danny Brown Show. See y'all, motherfuckers. Same time, same channel. Love y'all. Peace.